Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. The number 10 upset of all time, the Chiefs win Super Bowl IV. No, it wasn't an upset. We really believed we were going to win. We didn't feel at all like we were a 13-point underdog. This year, the AFL had another underdog representing it, a team that couldn't win its own division during regular season. But Coach Hank Stram and his Kansas City Wild West variety show came to town with talent and pride. The fourth Super Bowl was the 10th and final year of the AFL. Going into its final game, this rival league wasn't given any respect. The Chiefs were viewed as one-time losers. They'd been blown out of Super Bowl One. That's a good football team, and it doesn't compare with the National Football League teams. Back to cornfields, huh? We were the stupid stepchild of professional football, not ready for prime-time players. So that was a motivating factor to us. Let's go, boys. Hey, let's go, man. We took on uh, the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings had been dominant in the NFL that year. The feeling going into the game was that the Vikings were an unbeatable team. The Vikings scored the most points, permitted the fewest, and dished out such punishment along the way that they came to be known as the Purple Gang. We talked about the Purple People leaders of Minnesota, and they were tough. As our number 10 upset unfolded, it was obvious that the AFL team had been greatly underestimated. The Chiefs matched up with the Vikings in almost lethal ways. Our defense is the, the area that really dominated that football game. They took away their running game, took away their passing game. They're beating the best that the NFL has to offer out here today. Our number 10 upset wasn't just a victory for the Chiefs, but a 23-7 blowout. The Chiefs had a much more complex offensive array than what the Vikings had. The Chiefs were in motion shifts almost every play. We're catching them moving a little bit. They're not ready for that quick count. Look at them running around. They didn't even know where to go on the lineup. Yeah, Kasolke was running around there like it was a Chinese fire drill. Hank Stram put together one hell of a game plan. Just keep matriculating the ball down the field, boys. We ran 65 toss power trap. 65 toss power trap. That might pop wide open, Rats. And there was a gaping hole there for Mike Garrett. Touchdown, Garrett So when we won that Super Bowl, it was a vindication for 10 years of a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that went into the AFL. It really is a satisfying conclusion to the 10 years of the American Football League. My name's Hartzell to the great Lynn Dawson, Lenny the Cool, R.I.P. And welcome back. Do you know what today is? It is National Waffle Day in the United States. Today is National Waffle Day. Yeah! Waffles! Waffles? Waffles. Oh, waffles. Waffles, waffles, waffles. Waffles, waffles, waffles. Where's my waffles? Waffles. Tasty waffles with lots of syrup. Waffles are the way to start your day today. Come on. It's showtime. <laughs> Everything's running smoothly. My name's Hartzell, and this right here, it's your KC Mo-Wo-Show, baby! What's 
word, Kansas City. A happy hump day, baby, to the KC Morning Hoes on the show today. First time on the show, Rashida Phillips. She is the executive director with the American Jazz Museum in the historic 18th and Vine Jazz District. So much amazing things happening at that museum. I have gotten an honor, the privilege, and the pleasure of doing a bunch of events with the American Jazz Museum the last few weeks, last few months. We are lucky to have these folks, so I'm excited for you to hear from Rashida here in just a matter of moments. After that, back on the KC Morning Show, my brother Walter Fulbright, one of the minds behind Journey Pro. It's professional wrestling in Kansas City. We have a show on Friday at Lemonade Park. It's gonna be awesome. JourneyProKC.com. Let's kick it in the West Bottoms. Do that wrestling in the West Bottoms. Oh, you know I love that. Rates, reviews, subscribe, do that thing you do. Kansas City, I love you. God, I love you. Kitty says hello. She just had a birthday yesterday. Back in your feeds tomorrow. My name's Hartzell. We'll see ya in the morning. Bye. Your style is unorthodox, but effective. The KC Morning Show. For the first time on your KC Morning Show, celebrating 25 years of the Jazz Museum, the American Jazz Museum in Kansas City at 18th and Vine, the historic 18th and Vine District, we have Rashida Phillips. She is the executive director of the American Jazz Museum. A lot of excellence in those 25 years. Rashida, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for what you do. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So pleased to be with you. I don't even know where we start, my friend, because not only are you fascinating, the story of the American Jazz Museum, it's fascinating, of course, in its own right. When did you get to the museum? Gosh, back in January 2020, which is kind of an interesting time to join the museum just ahead of COVID. (laughs) But obviously, it's a labor of love here for me. It's a homecoming of sorts. Coming back to Missouri, I was born and raised in St. Louis. So coming to Kansas City has really been quite a dream come true. So I'm not going to step on that lead. Yeah, you started a job in a global pandemic, a jazz museum in a global pandemic. So many obstacles, so many challenges, but I got to imagine a whole lot of opportunities. So from then until now, what have you learned? What are you learning? You know, it's an opportunity for all of us to learn together. So certainly I've learned that it's been 25 years of really rich community here in the 18th and 9th neighborhood. I've learned that there's such a wonderful cultural ecosystem here in Kansas City. Lots of barbecue, lots of sports. (laughs) Lots of music. And so it's really been quite a pleasure to kind of get to know Kansas City and get to know the Jazz Museum over the past two and a half years since I've been here. But just understanding how richly important it is for us to kind of uphold and continue to push forward the legacy of folks like Charlie Parker, Jay McShann, you know, Mary Lou Williams, all of those greats that really came through Kansas City and made it foundational for jazz and music to come. Now, I feel like it's probably an easy pitch, but let me hear it. What is your elevator pitch for the Jazz Museum, for the historic 18th and Vine Jazz District? You know, it's a beautiful place. It's a hybrid institution, which means it's something for everyone here. We've not only got a museum, but we've got a working jazz club with the Blue Room. We've got a 500-seat performance theater at the gym theater across the street. And we also have a Jay McShann Pavilion out back, one that's warm and people can get out and enjoy music outdoors. And so the beauty of our institution is that we're able to serve everyone, really from birth up into elders. We've got some education in here in terms of our jazz storytelling program for youngsters. We've got our Saturday 
Stage Casey Jazz Academy to teach middle and high schoolers the art of music and combo playing. We've got plenty of artifacts, including that rare Grafton saxophone that really is one of the crown jewels of our collection, knowing that Parker's DNA and his, his air has blown through that instrument. And then just being able to experience uh, live music. Like I mentioned, on our stages, we do have something going on every weekend and even every Monday for emerging artists and students who are really interested in honing their craft. You talked about Charlie Parker breathing life into that sax and... uh I got actual goosebumps. I mean, that's what we have here in our backyard at the American Jazz Museum. What are some of your favorite stories as you retell our history? Yes, you are an executive director, but also you are a steward. Yeah, and I'm actually a jazz vocalist. For me, you know, it's it's really, I have a stake in the game here yeah. to not only keep the music alive and vibrant, but really, as I mentioned, that the DNA exists not only in us with this music, but in the roots and in the soil of the community. I certainly have this opportunity to walk down on our floor and kind of stand in front of these shrines, as I call them, including that Grafton saxophone. Mary Lou Williams has a beautiful case down there with some of her ephemera and some of the ticket stubs and things. And really, personally, I had a chance to work a little bit with Mary Lou Williams' collection at the Institute of Jazz Studies in Rutgers. So for me to come here and see some of that in a case, it just was for me just a connecting moment, not only of my life, but just certainly the the kind of pathways that I've been led to follow and continue forward. Surrounded by these legends every single day for work. You know, I got to think that's something that you can even tap into. Some of your favorite stories, some of your favorite heroes, who would they be? You know, believe it or not, I got two teenage daughters in high school, and they really continue to encourage me every day. And I mean that because they bounce in and out of these doors with me after school, sometimes during these programs. And they're able to meet folks and sit down and have conversations with folks like Bobby Watson, that there are these legends that are here and that they're youngsters who are able to receive that knowledge and move it forward. And I get really encouraged with them and young people when they're able to sing through some of these tunes that were created years and years ago and create some of their own original work, you know, in our academy and be able to perform that. And really when we see a real diverse audience in the Blue Room, one of the most diverse, I think, rooms in the city that I've been in, all colors, creeds, all ages, really enjoying the arc of the music. You know, any given weekend, as I mentioned, we might have something more like neo-soul or hip-hop. We even had a Steely Dan band in the back last week. And certainly some of the classic and more traditional jazz sounds come from our stages, too. But I really feel encouraged by seeing a lot of these artifacts, like I mentioned. Just understanding that they're real, they're treasures, they're things that continue to need preservation. We're doing that due diligence with a great team here in our collection staff. And really kind of activating different ways, as I mentioned before, that folks can really engage with the music and engage in the ways to make the music. And you mentioned Bobby Watson, one of my all-time favorite musicians in the world. My dad actually took one of his headshots, so I have a 20 by 20 Bobby Watson portrait in my studio as we speak. We got some awards and some flowers to be dished out tomorrow, Thursday, for the Birdies Awards Dinner, honoring long-standing dedication to the advancement of the American Jazz Museum and to the 18th and Vine District. Bobby Watson, Congressman Emmanuel Cleaver, and Pat Jordan, could you talk a little bit about this? 
Yeah, absolutely. This is our first annual Birdies Awards dinner. Really honors these legacy folks who are involved in all of the visioning here of the museum and of 18th and Vine. Folks who continue to carry that torch and that tradition on how important it is that we continue to uphold this sort of institution. And people who are really still active out there doing the work in and around the community. Really inspirational not only to our mission and message of celebrating and preserving jazz, but really moving and embodying that spirit of jazz, improvisation, innovation, all All of that exists within them as individuals. It's a wonderful time during our 25th year anniversary to just take a moment and and kind of hold them up high and really give them a big thank you and standing ovation, quite honestly, of all that they've done to create some of the success here for our museum. And it's a big week for y'all, my friends. On Saturday, I'm here on the website now. It's AmericanJazzMuseum.org. We're in the yard this Saturday. Live music, food trucks, free film screenings. Tell me more. Absolutely. There's nothing better than having a backyard party. And so we know jazz is all about a good time. It's all about a celebration. And so In the Yard actually came from the idea of Yard, Yardbird Suite, Charlie Yardbird Parker. And at the end of August, every year, we want to salute Charlie Parker because his birthday is August 29th. And so we tend to do a saxophone salute out at the statue in the back, which is a great moment to kind of honor Parker and honor his legacy. But we thought, it's time to have a party. Last year, we tried to have a party around this time. I think COVID paused it a bit. But this year, we're really looking forward to getting out back, enjoying family-friendly activities. We've got great music makers on deck for a wonderful extended concert. So everything kind of gets started at 2 o'clock with films in the gym theater. Some folks don't understand that we've got a wonderful Baker film collection here, one of the largest jazz on film collections outside of the Library of Congress. So every once in a while, we like to kind of brush some things off, show some shorts from that collection, show a feature, and then get outside, stretch out, get out with the family, and enjoy live music, food trucks, festivities, and fun. This moment that we are in, we need the American Jazz Museum. I am so happy we have y'all here. Before I let you go, Rashida, I always ask my friends on the show, you know, is it a good day to be a Kansas Cityan? I have to ask you, my friend, is it a good day to be a Kansas Cityan? Is it a good day to be somebody headed to the Jazz Museum in Kansas City? Absolutely. It's a great day, and jazz really is central to this Kansas City identity. I continue to be a proud representation along with all of the community around us and all of the tourists and visitors that come through our door to really continue to uphold the wonderful legacy and and just foundation that Kansas City Jazz has put forward to the world. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Rashida Phillips, she is the Executive Director of the American Jazz Museum. 25 years of the American Jazz Museum in the historic 18th and Vine. All of your details, tickets, questions, all the history can be found at AmericanJazzMuseum.org. Rashida, will you come back on the show so we can talk more jazz? Absolutely. Anytime. And you said you were singing, yeah? Yeah, I'll dust these vocal cords off too and get back out there on stage myself very soon. You thought I forgot. Oh no, I heard that a few minutes ago. I'm going to get you to sing on this show at some point. (laughs) It would be my pleasure. It's Charlie Parker with Yard Bird Sweet. It's on your KC Morning Show.
Sean, your KC Morning Show, back by popular demand, back by standing ovation. No, no, no. In this business, it's back by big f***ing pop. Walter Fulbright, one of the minds behind Journey Pro Professional Wrestling in Kansas City. We have the sequel of the summer this Friday at Lemonade Park in the West Bottoms weekend at Journeys 2. My brother, how you doing, man? I'm all right, man. How are you doing? I'm always better when I can hear the sweet sounds of Walter Fulbright. I feel like we say this every time, best show ever. But like, yo, man, this card is stacked. Like, maybe best show ever. The sounds of my soothing baritone should tell you that I am very, very excited. I am excited to see you guys. Really excited to be back at Lemonade Park. We had a lot of fun last time. The last year we were during the day, and now we get to actually be like at night, so everything will be a lot cooler. That's pretty dope, right? Absolutely. Weekend at Journeys 2 is at Lemonade Park this Friday, August 26th. Doors are at 7. The show is at 8. Tickets at journeyprokc.com. We now have a Journey Pro champion, Walter Fulbright. That championship will be defended. Christian Rose taking on Jake something. We've got 8 matches on this card. International, I'm not making that up, international names. Folks you know, folks who have been here now coming back. How important is this show, Walter? It's so exciting. I always love having new people, obviously, but, you know, Jake Something is a dear friend of mine, and he was a big part of Journey Pro's, like, first year, and he was a big part of Journey Pro's second year, and then it's just so happy that we finally got to have him back. I'm so excited to see that guy, man. He's incredible. It'll be a great match, he and Christian Rose, for the Journey Pro title, and I don't know, have you gotten the chance to meet him yet? I've seen him in person. I saw him as a fan. And honestly, it's a really beautiful parallel story if you think about where Jake something has been, where he is now, where Journey Pro was and where it is now. Look how far we can go, man. Look how far we're going. It's a testament. It's hard to believe like the things that we've been able to do and the things that we've been able to see together. And I'm so excited that you're part of that now. I get to introduce you to some dear friends of mine and show some of the best professional wrestling in the world. And I mean... Very few people get to do what we do, so it's always exciting to, to be blessed. And, man, I know there's a lot of people who have not gotten the chance to come and do a Journey Pro show, despite, you know, we have a, our very loyal faithful who come. And I hope that some of the, the KC Morning Show listeners will come and check it out, because the thing I can always tell you is that it's both every bit as good as you think it'll be, and it's a lot better. Describe, if you can, a Journey Pro show because this was you know your brainchild back in 2018 you knew pro wrestling could play in kc but you knew it couldn't just be for the wrestling of it all it's got to be for the kansas city of it all it's got to be for the the folks of it all take us through a journey pro show for those who might be joining us for the first time on friday yeah, I'd be happy to. So, I mean, the thing is, is that every pro wrestling promotion in every city can count on, like, a really, like, hardcore niche audience, let's be honest, of what pro wrestling is. And there's a lot of you that are thinking right now that you have an idea of what pro wrestling is. But I'm going to give my little elevator pitch about it, is that I wanted it to be about so much more than that. It is a mutual catharsis. It is a beautiful like art form and sport combined whether you like either of those things it's for you whether you know it or not it's for you 
it is an incredible thing. It's frequently, I think we can both agree, misunderstood from time to time. But one of the things that I wanted to do is you and I have lived around the city and like, you know, downtown, midtown for a long time. And we've been part of that culture and kind of taking the that culture of togetherness and inclusion and diversity and excitement and really making that crowd into like a family and something special. That was always the intent of what Journey Pro was. And that was what it was from the very beginning. That's what it continues to be to this day. It's not a passive experience. It is something that you are actively involved in. It is something that will bond you with your friends and it will help you make new ones. And on top of that, you'll see people who are very incredible do what they do. And my personal guarantee is that if you come for the first time and it doesn't catch you in an emotional way that you did not expect that I'll buy you a drink. We're also kicking off the qualifying match that will eventually lead to our first ever, Walter, Tag Team Champions of Journey Pro. Yeah, this is the first uh, qualifying match to get into that tournament with technical difficulties who have been making like really impressive waves in St. Louis that have been on our radar for a while. And also uh, Man's World, which features Dylan McQueen making his Journey Pro debut, a great representation of the brand and he's teaming up with Dean Alexander, who's one of our, uh, you know, our favorite locals and another guy who has kind of made good in wrestling. He's gotten to work for like these big companies. You guys really need to see what the hype is about. Two teams that are debuting for us and I couldn't be more excited about that. If you are familiar with WWE, if you're familiar with AEW, New Japan, the list goes on and on. They want to come and see you, Kansas City. They want to come and perform and show that poetry in motion in front of you. And you're going to get a chance to see that this Friday weekend at Journeys 2 at Lemonade Park. I'm just looking at this card here. I mean, JDX and Darian Banks, and I'm super excited for that. Absolutely. Kevin Blackwood and Kenny Alfonso. I mean, you've got steal the show all over this card moonshine mantel and Vinny the kid pacifico the reckoning we've got a little beef with walter we got to be honest yeah they know they're good and they uh they like to flaunt it and show it off yeah we got some issues there but the incredible professional wrestlers incredible performers the reckoning taking on the premiere all the details can be found at journeyprokc.com honest emotion i don't think anybody who hasn't experienced it it's even hard to describe wouldn't you agree what you do know is that you want to feel that over and over and over again. That's why we keep coming back to this thing. It is a wonderful thing. And I mean, the the history of Journey Pro as a company going through, you know, some of the things that we've did and the things that we've been able to see and accomplish. Journey Pro shows at their very, very best. And I think there's a very good chance that you're going to see something absolutely sensational. You will have memories that you will never, ever forget. Not going to be some movie that you forget the next week that you're just going to like be done with as soon as the popcorn digests. This is a very different experience. Weekend at Journeys 2, fueling this thing courtesy of Guys Snacks. So thank you guys for doing this with us. Hell yeah. One more time, Walter Fulbright, where can folks go for tickets and info for Weekend at Journeys 2? That's this Friday. You can go to journeyprokc.com and we also will have our good friend Devin, Chris's lovely fiance, will also have tickets available for you at the door. If you're a late decision maker or you're not sure if your plans are going to hold up, don't worry, they can take care of you there. And you mentioned this a couple times, it's worth noting, we're actually starting a little later in the evening than we usually do. We usually start at 7. 
7, but the showtime for this one is at 8. That's to make sure that the sun is completely down and we're all as cool and comfortable as possible. So, journeyprokc.com, you should definitely join us. I'm looking at my little weather map, guy. Conditions look ideal. Yeah, about 80 degrees, I think, is what I saw last. Kansas City, here we come. My brother, Walter Fulbright. I love you, man. I love you, too, Hartzell. Thank you so much for calling me today. Born down in El Paso, where the tumbleweeds blow. To the middleweight champ of all Mexico. Dad fought many bloody battles, and he raised four sons. Chavo was the oldest one. Old man Gory could pop like a live grenade. Raised his boys in the way of the trade. Hector and Mondo, young Eddie G. Chavo meant the most to me. Look high, it's my last hope. Chavo Guerrero, coming off the top rope. He came from Texas seeking fortune and fame. Rose pretty quickly to the top of the game Defender of the downtrodden King of the hill Tag team champion with Almadrill Before a black and white TV In the middle of the night I'm lying on the floor I'm bathed in blue light The telecasts in Spanish I can understand some And I need justice in my life Here it comes Look high Is my last hope Chavo Guerrero Coming off the top rope Red Shoes Dugan Holding his arm high All out of breath I hated all of Chavo's enemies I would pray nightly for their death Descending like fire On the people who deserved it most All was completely unknown Outside of Texas and on the West Coast He was my hero back when I was a kid You let me down but Chavo never once did You called him names to try to get beneath my skin Now your ashes are scattered on the wind I heard his son got famous and he went nationwide Coast to coast with his dad by his side I don't know if that's true But I've been told it's real sweet to grow old to look high It's my last hope Chavo Guerrero Coming off the top rope Show.